from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Microsoft tries to solve Activision Blizzard's problems with money. Remaster Stardew, you cowards. Another year, another 350 hours. This is insane! The money! The money! <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 304, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about old Nintendo 64 releases and crazy news from other companies that are happening. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey, positive about being negative, Johnson. I'm Jeremy Cordcutter Mikowski. I'm John, suit only knitter. And we have special guests this week. I'm Eddie Elite Block Agent Varnell. Hello, everybody. <laughs> how's it going, Eddie? So, so epic. Hey, how's it going? Nice to see you again. It's good to see you too, Trey. Nice to see you in the on the internet world. I hope my voice sounds better than it did last week. Speak, speaking of my uh, nickname, is I got I got a negative uh, negative test result from my COVID test. Ooh. So, Yay. so that's yeah. uh, that happened like two days ago. What was it? No, I, yeah, it was like Monday, like uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. I took a test, and it was. Uh, and I and I got negative, so I was like, "Yay!" <clears throat> but unfortunately, uh, Jess got COVID. Also, my wife did, so she's still she's still getting positive on the COVID test, so she can't go back to work yet. So, even though we tried to quarantine me and all that stuff, it's still we we didn't do it soon enough. We should have done it right when I came back from New York. So that's that's what happened over here. How how are you feeling, John? I'm feeling pretty much the same. I think I think my voice sounds a little better, but I'm still coughing and hacking and dripping and all that stuff so, Rip, ripping and tearing see. and you know <laughs> yep but do, i mean do you, you feel better i mean you sound better i think yeah i mean i never felt terrible i never had like the fever or all that kind of stuff luckily it's just you know the cough and um it still hits me every once in a while I wake up in the middle of the night coughing and all that it's not that's not that much better but we'll see i've been on a couple medications that my doctor prescribed and i, I think I think it's getting a little bit better. I don't know. Ask me again next week. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully it's, I mean, yeah, I, I was, I feel like I was feeling better around like, because when did I start feeling sick on like Saturday night and I started feeling better around like Friday. So that's, that's how it was, how it was going for me. But yeah, I don't really, I'm not really noticing anything out of the ordinary. So, so that's good. Seemed, seemed to be not, not as bad work, work through that. It just sucks that it got spread around and all that stuff yeah how are you how are you feeling ed i am feeling good um just took a horse cough drop like early this morning and i was feeling fine my voice is you know been acting okay uh it's cold as ever <laughs> here mm. in chicago it um, is yeah kind of, 
trying literally trying to figure out yesterday felt like paradise it felt like it was in the close to the 60s very warm and then santa claus decided to make a trip here with the reindeer and just made it all kind of cold and i'm just like look stop trying to revive frosty the soul man he is gone his time has come and it's gone <laughs> leave it is it was cold today but uh other than that i'm doing really good yeah, it's like uh, it's like twelve degrees right now. Uh, feels like negative three. That's what my phone is saying. Yeah, I haven't. I, I didn't have to go out go out today, so I didn't have to deal with it. But yeah, I heard it was heard it was quite cold. Should be pretty cold tomorrow too. So not not as cold, but yeah, it's still. I mean, it's still winter. It's uh, maybe it'll snow again someday. Oh, uh, <laughs> Three out of four of us have hats on right now. I'm actually I'm just wearing a hoodie. I'm actually not oh. <laughs> I actually don't have a hat. So it's just I just wear I just wear my headphones over my hoodie when I'm cold. That's that's how. I do I do when I'm editing too. It's just a it's a thing that I do. And I just turn it up a little bit so I can hear through that through that. So uh let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about games we've been playing and games that we purchased for the week. Ed, what have you what have you been doing? So um, for Xbox, I picked up a record of Lotus War. Um, I've been working on that, of trying to finish that game up um, because I'm preparing myself uh, for uh, March or uh, March or Vanya, where I play Metroidvania games all in March. Oh wow! Oh, I love uh, it. So okay. <laughs> and it's supposed to be March or Vanya. Um, record of Lotus War. I'm playing it on Game Pass and. Uh, by time my game pass runs out, I want to be done with the game. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, finished Guardians of the Galaxy on uh, Xbox. Playing the game called Eternal Radiance on Switch. Yeah, <laughs> and it is a questionable content kind of game. Still, so much talking. They it, this girl won't shut up. She's she trying. She's trying to get the stone, uh, this artifact back in. It's just like, why are you talking? It's it's just so much talking. The gameplay is very troublesome because while you slash it, it's an action RPG. So while you slashing, the camera moves around. So sometimes you don't. You are missing enemies because of the camera and everything. Started up Christ Tale and like really enjoyed that. Can't wait to play more. Um, and then now just getting ready to you know prepare myself for Pokemon uh Legends next week and hopefully I'll be ready for uh Dying Light 2 Horizon Forbidden West. And uh, I'm not doing Elder Wing, so that's fine. <laughs> um, but and Kirby next month and project and not project uh triangle strategy in march also we're yeah. like, doing march Ravinia. so that's what i've been playing and everything are you in for all 500 hours of dying light too <laughs> no what i'm in for is this game better work it better not be buggy it better not crash on my series x and it better just give me entertainment and let me be done with it and Did, don't rinse and re- don't be a, a washing machine kind of game with these rinse and repeat side quests. If, that, <laughs> if it is that, I'm just like, this is 500 hours of a washing machine, and I <laughs> do not like that at all. I, didn't they like come back on that? Like they said it was like 500 hours, and then they're like, no, no, it's actually like 80 hours, and they're like, no, no, yeah, actually, but you don't have to do all but the, 500. But then hours. it's actually like 30 hours, and it's like, wait, no, no wait, hold on. <laughs> so, so it's not really. It's like, well, what they meant know, was it takes 499 hours to load the game. Oh, goodness. I believe I would that. I never play that. 
<laughs> I mean, well, a, a lot of those, I mean, a lot of those PlayStation 4 games, uh, for me, it's been like, when you know, when you buy the game, you got to install it, and that takes like a couple hours. So it'll take See, like two or three hours to get to get through that. So that's done. See, I, I think Nintendo did it right on Wii U with Xenoblade Chronicles X. You got to download all the patches and all the installs and everything that that game needed before it actually came out. So when you pop the disc in or you did your digital purchase, once it released, it recognized it and the game was ready to go. I think companies need to do that right now. Just it, just give me the patches and everything that I need. So when day one comes, I could put my disc in or cartridge in or my digital version is like coming and it recognizes the download and bam, it just goes. Release it at midnight. Yeah, and release yes. everything at midnight too. I mean, we've talked about that many times about how, well, Nintendo always releases everything at midnight, Eastern, you know, 11 Central and all that, but Different companies do different things where sometimes it's at like two or, and uh, was it Banjo Kazooie's supposed to drop tomorrow? Hope I'm hoping that drops at, at eleven two tonight. We'll we'll, we'll see. It it, yes. it might it might drop while we're recording here, which which would be cool. But but yeah, I don't know. Are you are you uh, are you thinking about playing uh, any of the of the um, Kingdom Hearts Cloud stuff on Switch on February tenth? I am planning to buy it on Switch. This would be uh, my first cloud purchase. Um, because, but I enjoy playing the demo of, of uh, Control. Really works well. So I am going, am going to get this version of um, on Switch and see how it goes. I have no problem with the cloud versions of games. You know, they look like they run fine. Uh, my internet is good enough to run it, so we'll see what goes. But I I do plan on getting it. I may do the $80 bundle and just have everything all the way done instead of trying to piecemeal it. I was yeah, I played I played around with it last night just to try to like figure out because I, I don't I don't know anything about Kingdom Hearts. So I was trying to like figure out the way these different packs go. And mm-hmm. it actually I mean the 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 fir- the regular like the the one point five plus two point five pack is pretty good deal. It's like thirty bucks right now. It's on sale like through the end of February. Like everything is like ten dollars off through the end of February. And if you buy the whole thing right now, I think it's seventy one ninety nine total. Yeah. Like and that's on sale through the end of February, so that's cool till the twenty eighth. But if you buy the the whatever the first pack is, it has like six games on it, and two of them are Kingdom Hearts one and two from PlayStation two. So like that's a pretty good deal, I think, for thirty. It's like thirty one ninety nine. So that's like say that's like fifteen dollars each for the big games, but then it's also like four other games as well in there. So if I got one, I would get that one because I think that one's probably the best deal. Because like the the second one, the two point eight is kind of weird because it has like the three DS game, and mm-hmm. then I think there's another game on there, right? And there's a movie. Like there's one that's just a movie that's not an actual game on that one. It's kind of like the way they spread them out seems weird. Like I feel like maybe more should be on that second one than just than just three D than just Dream Drop Distance. Well, it's it's kind of weird because like uh, a lot of this stuff was on PS3 and then like kind of the whole package came out on PS4. Um, and so it's it's kind of boggling about how they re- how they did it, how they released it. Um, if anyone is interested in playing it, I'm going to say this. Find a list that gives you the order that you should play <laughs> these games because it is a bunch of nonsense yeah. <laughs> of how how to get the story. Um, bec- it's very because 
it felt like originally it was supposed to be Kingdom Hearts 1 and then Change of, Chain of Memories came before Kingdom Hearts 2 came. And no one knew anything by Kingdom Hearts 2. But then they were talking about shadows and stuff. And I'm like, wait, what the world does this have? This don't have nothing to do with the first Kingdom Hearts. And so it, it just bounces around everywhere. And then like 352 is running while King Chains of Memories. And I'm just like, this is a bunch of nonsense. I have never seen a series so convoluted on how they <laughs> how they told a story of timelines that's happening. I mean, The Legend of Zelda got like 15,000 games, and I'm still able to understand what that, what that uh, series is. Kingdom Hearts? No. Find a list if you decide to get into this series, because it is a mess. Of a that's story. a series that started with the idea of bringing 40 different Disney properties together and all the Final Fantasies. So it was convoluted yeah. enough to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it was it's very weird to be like most of 60% of the whole, no, actually 70% of the whole series is on the Nintendo platform. Yeah, right. Because, well, because there's a, there's Game Boy Advance ones and there's DS ones and there's a 3DS one also, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the, this is the order that it has on like the, on the first package that you can get. It's a Kingdom Hearts 1 Final Mix. And then Kingdom Hearts Re Chain of Memories, right? You said that's the second one. Then the th- then three five eight over two days, and then Kingdom Hearts two, and then Birth by Sleep, and then Recoded. That's that's the first that's the first package that you get. That's the proper way to play those, right? For the first six games. Birth, yeah, Birth by Sleep is the first game because I think that was PSP. And then you go into Kingdom Hearts 1. You're supposed to be playing Chain of Memories and 352 over uh, 358 over two days together because both of those stories are going at the same time before you even get to Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, so it's not the right way to do it on there because I was, uh, yeah, it and it, it only it only gives you like maybe like what 15 minutes or so, I think, for the demo if, if you try playing mm-hmm. it online. And it was pretty funny because I, I played I, I played each of the packs. And like Kingdom Hearts three was basically all tutorials. That's basically all I did, so I didn't really do anything. And also, if you're not paying attention, there's like 20 minutes of cutscenes. Like at the very beginning, <laughs> if you don't cut, if you don't, if you don't skip through it, that'll be your whole demo time. Will just be cutscenes because there's yeah. this really big like uh, montagey type thing that it starts with on the third one. And yeah, and then I fought like I had to choose a bunch of different things, like you know whether you wanted to be a mystic or guardian or whatever. And then when you finally get through all this shit, you fight like one guy and then it's like, okay, you're done. <laughs> and I did the same thing. Like I played a uh, dream drop distance, the 3ds one, because I, I played a demo of that a long time ago. And I thought it was pretty cool from what I played of it. And I, and I played, I played that and I did like, I fought Ursula in, in the, like in the water. And then I met the guy from uh, the world ends with you. And then it just like ends. <laughs> That's what happened in that one. It's like, I'm talking to the fucking world ends with you, dude. And he's talking about like the, the time on his hand and all that stuff. And I'm like, Wow, he's just like up front here at the beginning. There, there it is. There's a crossover right there. Here's a, yeah. here's the world ends with you, dude. I'm like, okay. And then I played the first one, and I think I got kind of, I don't know. I, I fought a couple shadow guys and talked to some people on a beach, and then it was, <laughs> then it's like demo over. So it's still they they still don't really like give you a good idea of what the game is, but I guess you I guess you get to kind of see how it looks and. I don't know. I I have a couple. I have a couple cloud games, and like John was saying, uh, you know, he played the crap out of Hitman Three, the cloud version on on Nintendo Switch. So you have no problem with it. I I have Guardians of the Galaxy, the cloud version on Switch, and I thought it ran fine from what I played on it. And I only played like the first few like hours of it or something, but I thought it looked mm-hmm. good 
for I mean that one had a that one had a better demo actually than I think any of the other ones have because the demo of Guardians of the Galaxy on Switch is actually different. Like you don't have to go through all the opening shit. It just throws you right into a level and you get to play the the actual game for like 10 minutes. Which is oh, great because nice. then you actually get to know how it works and it instead of like cuz cuz when I got the actual game, the beginning of the game is way different than what you played on the demo. Like what's in the demo is maybe like 30 minutes or so into the game because you have to go through all this like opening, you know, you, you played it all the opening shit with the, yeah. with him and his house and like his mom and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, like they skip, they skip all that stuff and they just go to like, like midway through the first level or something like that. So you could, so they kind of like throw you right in there, which is cool. I wish they would do that with, I was hoping that maybe that was going to be going forward, what they were going to do with other cloud games, but obviously not because kingdom hearts still like throws you throws all the intro shit at you and all that. And it's like, uh, I just want to run around and see how see how it plays, I guess, you know, and and yeah, I ran around and killed some people with my sword and I threw some threw some like uh spells at people at, at Ursula or whatever. I used like the blizzard spell and fire spell or whatever and Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know about those games, but I think I mean I think it's an okay deal for what it was. Everybody seems to be really pissed about it for some reason, just because I guess the PlayStation two because the PlayStation two games aren't like native on the switch and they're mad that it's a cloud that it's cloud or something like that everybody was just like they would give them money because it's not on physical and i'm just like look just be glad we're actually getting it if you want to fit my thing i think because of how simple the graphics are i think it's because of kingdom hearts 3 being a ps4 kind of game and you know they probably just like this is easier if we do a cloud because you get the higher rev stuff and you don't really have to worry about loading and taxing the system and everything yeah i mean yeah definitely because yeah you can't really do you can't do kingdom hearts 3 with the switch because of the because of the graphics and all that so it's like why not just do the whole thing on the cloud? Why not? You know, so I don't know. Like I, yeah. like, like I said, why are you upset about the cloud gaming on Switch, but then praise Microsoft on Game Pass Cloud? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, I fucked around with that a little bit. Um, yeah, and, and I saw people like posting this whole like Shin Megami Tensei 3 versus, <laughs> versus like uh, Kingdom Hearts stuff. And I'm like, I don't even understand this. I'm like, I'm like, I paid $80 for for kingdom for a shin megami tensei 3 so i could get it early and i got one game whereas i could pay 80 dollars and i get like 10 games on this other thing so what is the why are we mad here about one versus the other you know i get a lot more in kingdom hearts if i spent the same amount of money i don't know people get so weird about that it's like it's like you you know this whole idea of owning stuff and all that and i think we talked about it before on here i know i know uh, jeremy mentioned about like even when you actually have something you still don't really own it you know that's why even like the even even like the um, physical copies, you know, you still got to download stuff from that, so you don't really like fully, you know. It's it's the world we live in. Just uh, just fucking buy it now and then buy it again later. I guess that's 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 the whole how this is, right? How they how they keep it going. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it kind of depends on what I'm doing February 10th, whether I get into Kingdom Hearts or not. But it was at least kind of fun to fuck around on there and trying to get an idea of what they have everything sets up, set up and you could play like 10 minutes of each of the games on there if you want to jump on and and try it and it's and it's small it's like a 50 megabyte download or something like that that's that's what's really great about cloud gaming too is that there's no you don't need any space at all for anything because there's nothing to install on your system it's just all off the internet so so right. the, so the download file is like so fucking small like so so I dig that but yeah i mean it's uh, I'm glad that there's a release date, and I'm glad there's a demo of sorts on there, so so people can fuck around with that. 
now Square Enix give us Final Fantasy 13 collection and give us our Final Fantasy collection that you showed <laughs> last year that we all got pissed off at because you put it on mobile. Oh, the um, oh yeah, yeah the Pixel Remaster. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they, I don't know why they didn't come to Switch and why they're still dragging their feet on that, but. We will see. As far as a Final Fantasy thirteen remaster or re- release on Switch, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about those oh, games. The, the Square Enix want them coins. Put that on. Pe- people are just claim they're claiming for this thir- that thirteen collection. If they put it on Switch, they're going to make some money. Sure, but it's a uh, but they should try to remaster it like uh, like the people at Night Dive Studios did with uh, Shadow Man. That's that's my segue there. But uh, I've, I've been playing Shadow Man. I bought it. It came out on Monday this week. I got the remaster of Shadow Man. And holy shit, man, this game looks fucking great. Like, I'm just blown away with by it every time I play it. It looks really good. It's probably one of the best-looking remasters I think I've ever seen. Like, they really po- polished the shit out of that game. Like, it looks really nice. Like, they got... There's, like, HD textures in there now. There's, like, this uh, shadow mapping, which where, like, everything has a shadow now, so everything looks really pretty. You know, you can do the thing where you like fire, where you like fire a bullet down a hallway, and it kind of like lights up the hallway as it goes through. I always thought that was a cool effect. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was in the original game, but you can do it now. But yeah, the game looks fucking pretty as shit. Like they really, they really put a lot of time into it. I feel like it looks better than Turok One and Two looked on Switch as well. Like I felt like they put put a lot into Shadow Man, and uh, I've really been enjoying it. It's a, uh, it's a great game, and uh, I just, um, I still think it's an incredibly unique game. Even now, like, because I'm thinking about like, because I bought this game in 1999, and I played through the whole game all the way, and I'm like, how did I stay with this game? Because you know, because a lot of it's there is it's the clunkiness to it, you know, especially on the 64, and it's really nice now because now you can dual, you know, do the dual analog, which you couldn't originally do, so that helps, and you can play it with like the original controls if you really want to torture yourself like that. I guess you could. And you could probably use the 64 controller for it in that way, but I don't know why you would. It's much better to, to play it in a more modern thing with the dual analog. But I was just thinking about like this when I got it when I was like 19 when it came out. This game was like was like nothing else I had ever played. Like it was it was definitely the first game I ever played that actually had like a black protagonist in it. Like as far as uh you know, and I couldn't even really think of any before then that I knew of that had like a, a black main main lead on there. And the game was like in Louisiana and like had all this voodoo stuff in it. I thought it was really interesting. So before Shadow Man came out, he's not Blaze, but um, one of the guys says Streets of Rage. Um, he was kind of scared. That was two. Oh, two. The first yeah. Streets of Rage. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Isn't Adam? Adam. Isn't Adam? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was kind of like the first kind of black protagonist in the game that a lot of us recognized. Oh, okay, outside, yeah. of, outside of Michael Jackson, Moonwalker, or, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to consider that. Um, but he was kind of like he was kind of the first like black character that you could play for a video game. They started adding more black characters and stuff and beat 'em ups and stuff. But like for like a leading character, yeah, this would be like the first one in a sense. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just was thinking about that because I didn't, because it just, I don't know, it just felt little, such so unique to me, like just all this. I was like, oh, it's a, and I didn't think about it in that way when I was originally playing it, but thinking about it now, I'm like, oh, that might have been because I didn't. I mean, I played Streets of Rage on my friend's uh, Genesis, but I never actually owned it, you know, so it was kind of, it was kind of more of a thing to me. But it's really, I mean, the game is really interesting. Like, and I still think, 
like the the design of the characters and the and the villains and all that like look really really good like even now you know there's some really interesting ideas in there and i remember like seeing like the main character michael like sleeping with his with his girlfriend like in the very beginning of the game like they're both in the bed together i thought that was a big thing on a nintendo system and nintendo uh, you know on the nintendo 64 i was like oh wow they're actually showing like yeah. they didn't show the wedding beforehand no, I mean, well, they're sleeping together. Like it wakes up with, it starts off with them in bed together, you know, like laying and it's implied that they were having sex. And he talks about, he talks about it, having sex with her in a way, you know, like uh, metaphorically or whatever in the game, like in the very beginning of it. So, so yeah. It's did you ever like, read any of the comic books? I did. I read, I read like one or two, like around the time, just because of the game. And I was, uh, but I, I don't remember, I don't remember much from the comics. Did, did you? Did did it have a comic? No, but I just remember I just remember that Acclaim also published the comic books. And I thought that was pretty unique. That was the first time I learned that oh Acclaim makes comic books too. Interesting. The original um the original yep. Shadow Man comic? I th- I thought Shadow Man was uh I can't I can't remember what the hold on. It'll come to me. It was it was like one of those uh like uh kind of indie comic developer Image? Not 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 image. It was um fuck, what was what was the other one? Valiant, yeah, yeah, that's what okay. I'm talking about. Yeah, it, was, it was it was made by Valiant Comics, which was a uh, they did like they did like Exo Manowar and stuff, stuff like that. I they they made some pretty good comics in the '90s, like uh you know around the time of when Image was hot. I, I remember reading Valiant stuff also. But yeah, they they were the that was the actual publisher. I don't think it might have been it might have been one that was like that had a claim on it. Oh, yeah, Ninja. That's probably it. Yeah, yeah like, like a special issue tie yeah. in with the game. Yeah, they had like Ninja and Bloodshot and uh, yeah, a bunch of those. Also, Turok. Turok was uh, was on there. Actually, no. This is Acclaim Comics, which was later. Turok has Acclaim Comics. Yeah, there was a, there was a Turok Dinosaur Acclaim Comics, but I don't think Turok originally was from that because that was a comic as well. Yeah, the original Turok was was a Valiant comic also. So okay. So yeah, but no, yeah, no Shadow Man. I was I was very I was very impressed with it. It's a, uh, and it's it's one of those games that I tried playing before for like a Halloween a Halloween stream thing that I was doing on mm-hmm. Twitch, and I remember getting lost in the game. But uh, I, but I've actually I've gotten farther than I did last time I tried to play it. So I've actually found more stuff. And even though I do really wish there was a map in there because it can get a little confusing. But with like you have the ability to like teleport to di- to different areas, you know, at any time, that really helps. And also, uh, there's like a very there's like a very crude map that you can find online that actually came with the original game that kind of shows like where all the shadow gates are in the game. And I thought it was funny that like you collect Dark Souls to open Shadow Gates, which is like there's like two we have two video game name titles in this in this game as stuff. I mean Dark Souls didn't even exist yet, but that's but you collect Dark Souls. That's that's what you do in the game. And you open these uh, coffin gates or shadow gates as I've seen people refer to them as on the internet, like you know, like the game Shadow Gate and all that stuff. So I'm like, oh shit. We got two games we're mentioning on here. Yeah, it's cool. I've, I've been I've been playing that mostly. I, I played it. I played like five hours, almost like five hours into it. And you can and you can like do like quick save and quick load, which is awesome. So like you can you can save you can save anywhere. So if you want to like if you know you're gonna take a jump that you might die on, you can just save before you do it, and then you automatically reload. And then you'll you know if you do it quick enough, you can load before you even hit the ground and die. So it's like really quick to just <laughs> jump back into it. So it's so that's really fun. It makes it makes it a lot more fun to play. Versus the original one, which, which you know, you die and then you come back at a different part and you got to go back and figure out where you are. And this one, you just, just save, yeah, just save and reload wherever, and then it gives you more, you know, make makes you want to fuck around more and try and try to make jumps that maybe you wouldn't be able to make on the other one. And 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 you'll like never die if if, if you do that, or like you know, the dying won't like mess you up. You can just like automatically reload. So, 
so I've been kind of save scumming my, my way th- my way through the game, but it's but it's cool. It's uh, I def I definitely recommend it for anybody who wants to play a uh, a unique 64 game on the Nintendo Switch. And there's another was it like two two 64 games coming this week to the Switch. We got this one and Banjo Kazooie. But you don't need the N- Nintendo uh, expansion pack for this. You can actually play it by itself. So yes. it's cool. But but I'm, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed with what they did with with the uh, with the remaster. And there's all sorts of different options. You can change like the field of view. You can make it like way wider if you want. Like make your character smaller and like more of the world in there. And there's like anti-aliasing and all this other stuff that I don't understand that you could turn. There's like motion blur and, and shit like that. Um, I kind of just left it with what it was set on because it had the HD textures and the and the shadow mapping, which is what I wanted more than anything. Because I watched the uh, digital digital foundry video that they did, where they kind of went through and talked about all the extra shit they put in there and all that. So, so yeah, they actually cool. increased the polygons, or does it look like a really pretty N sixty four game? No, I don't think the polygons were changed. Like they, the characters still look like they did in the original game. They just look nicer. Like I think I think it's mostly the textures, like the HD textures that are on there. That make it that make it really pop, at least at least to me. Like I don't I don't think the characters look different than they did in the original game. Like their like their shape and all that stuff. And their faces still look kind of weird because it's like the you know, they have like the texture on their face and their mouth moves, but it doesn't really go mm-hmm. with the yeah. with the dialogue that you hear, you know, so it's kinda so it's kinda funny and it's like way clearer now, so it looks even funnier. Because you can tell, like, much better that they aren't saying what they're supposed to be saying and all that. You know, it's like it's like uh, having HD versions of older movies that are where you're not supposed to see the strings and stuff like that. It's kind of kind of reminds me of that type of thing, like watching an old horror movie that's been that's been cleaned up, so now you can see the strings and stuff where you wouldn't wouldn't originally do it. Wasn't Tony Todd the model for the main character? Tony Todd, I I mean, you could say he kind of looks like him. I guess you're talking about the the Candyman actor. Did he voice him? I don't know. Who, I don't know who. I thought did there the, was some connection there. I don't know who did the voice. It was uh, Red Pepper was the voice. I don't know who Red Pepper is. Okay, but it's not it's not Tony Todd. Red Pepper was in Blade, the PlayStation game. <laughs> so there you go. Guess did the did the blade? I didn't even know there was a blade PlayStation game. Man, yeah, it's gotta let's track that down. I'm sure that I'm sure that's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm sure that's uh, aged well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have, I have a thing for bad Marvel games, so I'll have to check it out at some point. Uh, did did anybody mess around with the Captain Toad uh, trial? The free trial that was available this week. Was, I did. It, it was available for a few for a few days. It, it's a great game. Like I, I played around with it a little bit. I was a uh, I forgot to mention it on your show, Ed, but uh, I was disappointed that you couldn't do any of the new stuff, like like the stuff that was added for the Switch version. You had to actually buy that. So, like, if you wanted to do the new Donk City and all that, it was like an extra. Yeah. You had to pay five dollars to get the DLC. For some reason, I thought it would be included, but it wasn't on there. So that was kind of a bummer. I think it was just like the just a regular game that they put on Switch uh, without the DLC because there's like no I mean there is like an ultimate edition but it's all digital that you have to buy there's like no physical thing so I think they were just like um, this is the basic game that you guys could play uh, if you guys want to get like good five days with it and then be be done with it if you do like it or you haven't finished it you can pick it up at this price and then or buy the dlc with it yeah so like when they say it was a trial run they gave you a trial they wasn't gonna give you the whole thing yeah i just i just didn't realize that it was a separate thing like i guess i didn't pay that much attention to it when it was announced that i thought it was all one package like the extra stuff but i, I guess it was two different mm. things 
So I thought I was like, oh, I could just I'll just try it out and I'll play like some of the new Donk City levels and then you know, but I but I did I I did go through and I played like four or five levels of it, you know, just to just to try it out on the trial. And I realized there's a VR mode on there. I didn't actually do it because I didn't want to bring my Labo shit out and all that. But there's but there's a VR thing for 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 Toad uh, Treasure Tracker. I didn't even remember that being announced. But you can kind of play some of the levels and they're like in a 3d vr you know where the mm. where the cardboard on your face type stuff so so that's in there for anybody who uh is really itching to break out the labo vr again you can use it on captain toad it's such a good game though i was so shocked like even playing that in super mario 3d world uh which is a amazing game itself playing that i was just like i, I kind of wanted to when i got done playing the toad level in super mario 3d world i was just like I need a full game of this because I was having so much fun with it. And then when it when I found out that it was, they were making one for Wii U, like and it was like only forty dollars when it came out. Man, copies were flying out my store at Toys R Us. I had to, I literally had to put one on the side to get it because it's it's such a good good puzzle game done so well. And I think it's just. It, it makes you think at times, but it's also fun. Like <laughs> you know, it's it's very comical, and like f- when you get to the burden, you fight it and stuff, and you know, messing around with Toadette and everything. It's just it's it's good, clean fun. So yeah, if anyone haven't played it, it's it's one of the great games that people should pick up. And I think it's what I think it was only fifty dollars when it came out for Switch, or mm-hmm. something. I thought it was around 40 or so, maybe. That, that's what I remembered, but I could be wrong okay. on that. But I, I know it's on, I know like the DLC was on sale for $5. Like I think it's normally, or maybe that was the Ultimate Edition. I don't know. But but yeah, the games, I don't know if either of you, I mean, Jeremy, I know you played it on Wii U, but either of you got mm-hmm. to play the trial version, but you should definitely check it out because it's a really good game. And I think it's available. Well, I mean, by the time this posts, it won't be available anymore. But yeah. I think there's like another day left on it or something like that. I don't know if you get to try it, John, but you should. No, uh, I, I tried the demo. You tried you tried the, the trial. I tried the the demo. Oh, the, the demo, demo of it on there. Yeah. yeah. Is it uh, is it up today? Yeah, today's the last day of the day of this recording. Today's the last day for it. So when it hits twelve o'clock, that's it. You can you have to take it off your system. No. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, the whole thing with all the DLC is forty five. It's forty five ninety eight. That's not bad. And that and just a really good deal. And I guess just the game by itself is thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, so it still is forty. Yeah. So, but if but yeah, if you want the whole thing with with the with the DLC and all that, it's for, it's forty five ninety eight. I really liked it uh, when it came out. I remember it, it was a really relaxing game. This is back in the Wii U days. Like mm-hmm. I would just be chilling after work with all the lights off. Just it just kind of helped me wind down. Solve it at your own pace. It's yeah, it's very uh, it it's 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 like a what do they call it a platforming a platformer without jumping as I've heard people mm, call it. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's it's very it's very like slow paced and super chill, and you don't have to. You're not really in a rush. There's no timer. You know, it's just kind of no like enemies just, running to kill you. I mean, there's there's there are en- enemies. there's enemies that'll kill you. There, yeah. yeah, and you can pick up veggies and throw them at the enemies, Mario Two style. I mean, there's enemies in the very beginning of the game in like the first level, <laughs> so. They're, they're there, but but yeah, yeah, you can you can throw you can throw vegetables at them, like I, old uh, like old Doki Doki. I, I literally laugh. I was just like, they remember Mario Brothers too. Uh, yes, I was so happy when they did that. So uh, yeah, so I mean, so I I played around with that a little bit. I I got back into playing Knights of the Old Republic again, which is uh, probably my favorite Star Wars game of all time. So 
I, w- I was stuck on this bounty hunter side quest for a while, and I actually beat it the first time. Like w- when I started playing it again, I beat it the first time through, so that was great. So I made it off of that first planet of Terrace, and then I went to uh, Dantooine and got to do all the Jedi stuff, which is cool. So I have a lightsaber now. Question for you, Trey. Is is that the Bioware one that came to Xbox? Yeah, that is. The one The one that's on Switch, Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah. Yeah, it was It was the one that was only on the original Xbox, yeah. Well, only on the original Xbox as console games. So, so I guess, because I think it only came out for Switch, right? Or is it on PS4 also? the original one i don't think it is that i don't know but yeah no it's, it's the 2003 uh original xbox knights of the old republic game which i don't know if you ever played that game but it's really good i have it and that was the game that made me uh despise bioware the star wars time. game did yeah why because it it, it it just dropped me in like there was no map i couldn't get no kind of like directions on what to do like when oh, i literally started i think in the original one on x they may have, they made an ad one but i don't remember having a map in the original kotar or xbox and it was just like because i was trying to find out where to go and couldn't find anything so it was just i think they assumed that i knew the world but I, it just left me puzzled. I like, I stopped playing it because I was just like, what am I supposed to do? Like, it didn't give me no direction. Um, like after once you get to the first land, I think after you, because you find on the spaceship, I think. Yeah, you, yeah, you start. Like the, yeah, you start off on a spaceship that gets destroyed, and then and then you end up on this uh, on on Terrace, and and I, I'll definitely uh. I'll say that it has a really slow start at the beginning. Like mm-hmm. it definitely wants you to like get to know the world and the characters and all that stuff. But, but I liked it at the time. And there was and there is there was a map on the because uh, I played it on Mac originally, like in uh, two thousand four probably whenever it came out to Mac. And and there was a map on that, and there was a map in the in the in the in the pause screen. But it's not. But it it kind of takes a minute to get to it, but. But but okay. yeah, but it doesn't really yeah, it doesn't really give you a whole lot of direction. You do kind of have to figure it out yourself. But I just I liked being in the world and I liked the way the characters were written and all that. That I was, I didn't I didn't really mind. But I mean I I recommend giving it a try again. It's only like fifteen dollars. Give it give it a whirl on Switch. I think I think it's one of the best Star Wars games. Definitely one of the best role playing games. I think of all okay. time because I I'm just eating I'm just eating it up. Like I'm like I I love this game. And I, and I love, I love the. Uh, there's like so many different dialogue options with the characters that you have, because like, because when I went to da- when I got to Dantooine, uh, I have, I have like, I had like a, you know, they let you choose two party members at once to like to, you know, two party members to walk around with you. So I chose two people that I knew like didn't like each other, and it doesn't take that long before they start fighting, like while you're walking around, which I thought is just great. Like not too many games do that. Like I, like I picked uh, the the main the main guy. And this other guy that you got, who's like a bounty hunter, and he's like on the dark side because it'll show you like where their where their you know level is as far as like light and dark and all that. And mm-hmm. I knew, and he fought for the Mandalorians with the other, which the other guy fought against. And I knew they were on different sides during the war, and the one guy's all like butthurt about the war. So I put him in my party, and yeah, it doesn't take that long before they start like fighting, like while you're walking around, where the guy's like, "Hey, uh, which which battles did you fight in the Mandalorian War?" Like. Uh, I bet I bet we actually fought each other, and they start like you know going back and forth about it, and it's cool. I I like that. I like it where it like where they'll, they'll actually react to each other, and like you know they have they have emotions about stuff. Like they'll you know like if you have a character with you to like pause the game and be like, hey, uh, 
your character seems upset about something. You should talk to them, and then they'll talk about whatever, whatever's going on with them. And I also, after I left Dantooine, they, you get a choice of like going to four different planets. Uh, you can go to like Kashyyyk and Tatooine, and there's was it the Calabar, whatever it's called, the place, the dark side planet. And uh, there's another one that I don't remember, but uh, but I went I went to Tatooine, and when you land there, you discover there's a store a stowaway on your ship. Like there's a kid that's been like living on your ship. And they speak this language that you don't know, and you can go through this whole thing with the with the dialogue tree. It kind of reminds me of like that one. Uh, I forget what Star Trek episode it is. It's a Next Generation one. You know what I'm talking about, Jeremy, right? The one where they, uh, Darmok, the one where uh, they're, Darmok, where they're on the planet and, and they have to like figure out each other's at Tanagra. Yeah, it's it's like that where you have where you have to like take you have to like take parts of what the kid is saying and try to piece together like what. So you kind of like trying to understand the language of what this kid is talking to you that you don't know. It's, it's really cool. Like, it's really cool. Like you build, you know, try to figure out how to talk to them based on what they're saying. And you kind of go through these different like dialogue loops to try to figure out what's and sort of understand the language that they're saying. And it's neat. Like there's, there's some really cool stuff in there. And I thought the game was really, really written well. So I'm sorry you had a bad time with it at first, but I, I think you should try it again. And it, it was on sale for like 11 bucks. Like, it's probably not on sale anymore, but it was on sale like a week ago, where they're sell- okay. selling it for practically nothing. But but the regular price is fourteen ninety nine, so it's super duper cheap. But I recommend it. I played I, I played a lot of it on Mac when I first got it, but I never beat it all the way. But I hopefully you don't know like about midway through the game, there's a huge there's a huge like turn that's really cool. There's a huge reveal. If you know what it is, don't say what it is because I don't want anybody to know. But if you don't know that, it'll be even cooler for you to find it out later because that because that really blew me away when I when I when I found it in the game. So, so I thought the storytelling was done really well and and yeah, I mean it's it's an old school RPG, but I like it. it it's almost it's almost kind of like a turn based game somewhat, you know, because it kind of like it kind of pauses and you can choose what you want to do and you can kind of like pause it and unpause it if you want to change like what what sort of uh, fight tactics you're doing against against whatever character and all that and. It's just it's just been a joy to play through, so I've been playing that, and uh, I also started playing Shin Megami Tensei Five again, which I don't have that that much to say about that aside that I think it's a better game than Pokemon, which I'm sure I've said before, <gasps> on, said said before on here. But I mean, it's just you know, Pokemon is Pokemon's too easy, and uh, I like Shin Megami Tensei better because it's harder, and also Shin Megami Tensei is older; it totally outdates. Uh, Pokemon. It's from goes all the way back to Famicom, Super Famicom, and all that stuff. So that's how I feel. At least, I mean, I played Shin Megami Tensei Five a lot more than I played uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond or whichever one I got, Shining Pearl. That one. I don't know if you. I don't know if you got those, but I, but I am excited about Arceus, and I am planning on getting Arceus, which I guess I guess has been leaked already and data mined and all that. So be careful if anybody's planning on getting it. Be careful what you read online because they're already. They're already leaking spoilers and shit about it, so that's that's a shame. But I do. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if you're able to watch the 13 minute trailer of it, but I do think it looks pretty cool. I don't really mm-hmm. care what the graphics look like. I'm excited about it. We we talked about it on on, on Ed's show, but I was planning on actually pre-ordering it this week. So because it's, it's coming out next Friday, I couldn't believe it. I can't believe how close it is. I thought I thought we had some time, but it's right around the corner. So. I'm super excited about it. Maybe uh, I won't get through Shin Megami Tensei Five before that game comes out because I still think I'm only like halfway through, if even that, of that game. But maybe I'll try to make it through Ease Nine or something, even though I said that originally. But I've been distracted by Shadow Man, which is my pick of the week for sure because I love that game. 
it's it's so much fun to play. And 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 if you're playing it, play it with the play it with the lights off. Play it in the complete dark. It's nice. Put it in the, play it in the darkness. It'll it'll add, add an extra creepiness to it. Like that's and plus the game is so dark. I always feel like it's easier to see if you don't have any lights on around you. If you're just playing in complete darkness, it's easier to see stuff in the background. And I feel like it adds to the mood. And I've been playing it with my with my new audio system and all that, and I think it sounds pretty good. Got the subwoofer hooked up and all that stuff. So it's got that bass. So sounds sounds cool. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Oh yeah, and uh, I guess we talked about it on our Patreon episode, but we didn't talk about it yet on here. But two things actually. Uh, John John sent Jeremy and I uh, a gift of uh, Hitman Hitman One, and Jeremy has his now, so I can talk about it on the show. I couldn't talk about it last week because he didn't have it yet. Have you played yours yet, Jeremy? I've not. I haven't played it yet either, just because. Uh, well, I was I was quarantined into the room without the PS4, and also it's you know installing and and uh, deleting and stuff like that. I just haven't got to it yet because I know it's gonna it's gonna be a, a to do to get through it. But I do want to play it at some point. And we also got our, I'm our to it. we also got our glasses in the mail, our uh, Nintendo main glasses that John yeah that we that, talked about this on uh, for us. the Christmas episode. Which this was a, a gift that I got the guys for Christmas, and I got one for myself as well. It's a it's from Etsy, and it's uh, the store is called Etched Feelings. I think these glasses came out really well, and I definitely promote that store, Etched Feelings. Go check them out if you want personalized glasses, and they had other stuff too, and they had stuff from every popular property you could imagine, not just Nintendo, but other other things too. Um, so it's got a NES controller on one side, and then. I had a personalized message on the other side, which is just our uh, podcast name, Nintendo Main. It looks good, yeah, and it's got like letters. the uh, it, it's got yeah, it's got the eight bit letters on there, so it looks kind of. I mean, this is you can only see the it's video a, if you're on the, just further legitimizing Nintendo Main. We're written in glass now. Yes, cheers. But it's cool, yeah. We all got a uh, all drinking drinking from the official official Nintendo Main glass. So so there you go. And the Hitman game. So I got how that came about was. I got a notification that um, I got money from a class action lawsuit that I didn't even know I was involved in. And so it's not a whole lot of money, but I just figured, oh, well, this is like an extra thing. And I and I kind of thought, well, I want the other guys to try out Hitman because I love that game so much. And so that's what I, that's partly what I, what I spent it on. And I got the class action lawsuit from my employer, my former employer from 10 years ago. Um, somebody sued them saying that people who quit the job got screwed out of their last paycheck. And I was so, so if you were employed by them anytime from 2010 to 2017 in the state of California, mm-hmm. you got money. <laughs> so, Hey, all right. There you Free go. Money. Um, thought I'd share the love. So thanks. There you go. Hope you, hope you enjoy the game. Yeah. Thanks. Sure. Share the hitman there, mm-hmm. but that's, that's good for me. If you want to, if you want to talk about what you've been doing, Jeremy. Sure. I haven't done a lot this week uh, as far as variety is concerned. Um, I played some of the Ref- Red Faction Remastered. I really like that game, but I just find myself just knocking buildings down. That's all I care about. So that's mostly what I do. I just run around and try to knock everything down. You can play the game, too. You can knock buildings down in the missions because they're everywhere. Which I have done. I've done some missions, but for the most part, I just go around and I'm still just getting familiar with the landscape and acting stupid. It's really fun uh, to do that, and I'm surprised because that's an old game we 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 talked about a couple episodes ago. But it came out on PlayStation Three, and not a lot of games really utilize that idea of destroying buildings. That's such a great idea. And I wonder if it's just because it's it certainly would make it a lot harder to develop a, a game and plot a game out and 
you know, you're trying to go down a linear path or whatever to some degree, but then your player can just knock out a wall and go wherever he wants. That makes things a lot harder, I think. So that's probably the reason why a lot of games don't actually do that, even though it's such a cool idea. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like even the vehicles, like break into little pieces after they explode. Like it seems like they just wanted everything to be made out of little components that could ragdoll all over the place. Yeah, it's a cool game. It's yeah realizing that it's from whatever 2012 or something still surprised how well it plays it's definitely got a bit of like a gears of war feel to it as far as just the big burly guys all over the place and and i don't know it's just like total war kind of just has that feel of those yeah it's very masculine but but i don't think it but but it's i I didn't think it was like pro war though like i thought it was well uh, i'm just saying like fighting against the man and all that corporations you're just yeah, shooting a bunch of stuff, but it's fine. It's fun. So I haven't really played Saints Row Four since I got this because I just it basically took over. <laughs> yeah, only only, only room, for, room one. for one volition game. Yeah, yeah. that could be only one. I wanted to say I ordered an eight bit though too. Finally, so I'm a wire. Ooh. I'm a wire cutter. Yeah, I've been looking at it for a while now and have not been able to get my eight bit dough to connect wirelessly. I've I've just had to use the cable for several weeks now. Um, so I ordered it earlier this afternoon and then i was i got onto the switch about an hour before the podcast and it said there was an update like a system update and after i downloaded the update the controller worked wirelessly again like immediately it just worked fine so i don't know if the two are connected or if it was just a a a fluke thing but it's going to be kind of hilarious if if it works now i guess but i'll have two controllers at least and as i talked about a couple episodes ago like my thumbsticks are kind of broken, so. Yeah, yeah. You said they were like cracked, and I wasn't sure exactly what you meant by that. It's hard to show it on here. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, oh, I can see. Oh, see yeah, that. there it is. Yeah, the edge is coming off. Yep. Yeah, it's like looks like a mouth almost. It's like a, a bummer. Like, yeah, and it's cracked on the other side, but it's not starting to uh, fold down quite yet. But yeah, none of my. And I looked underneath, uh, and it looks like there's like another little plastic nub underneath. So maybe I can mm-hmm. get like a new topper for it. Yeah, the, the only problem I had with my first 8-bit dough controller was was the uh, button, like the, the whatever the spring under the button like died. So like my mm. B button is just is just forever pressed down, like you can't pull it back up. So it kind of broke in that this way. This button, yeah, the bottom one, yeah, yeah. Mine's starting to get kind of floppy. It, it doesn't. Uh, but- there's a lot of durability improvements from one to two. I heard that was a problem with the yeah. I heard that was a problem with the first one was that the that the that the, the whatever the spring for the buttons would wear it would wear out so they wouldn't so they wouldn't come back out so it would make it unusable. But I I have three of them. I have three eight bit dough controllers of eight bit dough pro controllers. And yeah, the the first one had the button go out, but I but I still use my my gray one, and I and I use the the two point one all the time. So. Mm-hmm. So mine are still working because Jess and I we've been playing a lot of Mario Golf, so I use two, those two controllers. The so it's, I don't know what their company's story is, but my impression is that they kind of like they kind of bootstrapped everything together, and like maybe they were a Kickstarter or something to begin with. But they've definitely made a name for themselves to where they're a respectable brand in the controller space, and I think maybe a Pro Two is uh, reflective of that in terms of the durability and quality and all that stuff. We'll find out firsthand. But no, I'm I'm excited to get a new controller. I, I figured I haven't bought like a bra- like a new game in a while, so it's like buying a new game, pretty much the same price. So I do think I'll get Arceus as well next week. So if it's like Monster Hunter, I'm gonna be 
having a hard time going back to Monster Hunter, I guess. I don't think, well, I mean, I don't think it's like Monster Hunter. <laughs> like, it's a, I mean, I guess you're dodging the monsters, but I don't think it's any way as complicated as Monster Hunter Rises. Like, that's, a, I, it kind of reminded me of Monster Hunter Stories, actually, from when I was playing a little bit of that one again because it it kind of reminds me of like what that would be eventually i guess where you can kind of like explore around with the with the monsters and whether it's not it's not fully open world but there is like parts that you walk around with with your monsters so that, that's kind of what i've what i've gathered from arceus but i mean I, i'm just i'm just in for the exploring like i want to fly around with the with the bird character and the and the fish character that eats the eats the death of the other fish and all that stuff and the weird ear i mean i'm into it so just hopefully we won't see too many spoilers about that should be a weird game, but yeah. Otherwise, really, all I've been playing this week is uh, Red Fa- or not Red Faction, <laughs> Stardew Valley. Uh, I've talked about that a lot in the past few weeks. That I got into it on my tablet and just kind of wanted to see how I felt about touch controls on this game that I had only played physical controls up until this point on the Switch. And I've grown aware I I like the touch controls for the most part, and I've I've crossed forty hours on this version oh. <laughs> on the tablet so on the uh switch version i think i'm over 150 hours so you know we're not anywhere close to that yet but at this point in my first playthrough i still didn't really know what i was doing but i just got into the su- summer of the second year and i'm already like have over half a million gold and um i'm just i'm, I'm tearing it up because i know what i'm doing this time so it's pretty fun but it's super addictive and i uh i play a lot of that and watch a lot of star trek it's like <laughs> kind of become like a tablet person the past couple of weeks because i'll just like go around my house and do chores and i'll like carry my tablet with me and i'll like watch next generation while i do the dishes or whatever and i'll be like i want to play stardew and then i just like switch over to stardew and is it still on is it on prime are you watching it on prime yeah uh Star Trek? I put i put netflix on it oh, okay because because you know that i heard they're gonna pull those at some point they are they're all gonna be on paramount plus exclusively Makes sense. I, be- I believe it. Oh no! Because well, because they're CBS shows, and that's where all this new Star Trek stuff is. So I think they're. I heard they're eventually going to pl- pull all of the shows and put them all one all on one thing. Um, I would believe it. It's been on Netflix since way at the beginning. Yeah, it's been on there for a long time. It was really starting to break through as like a, a streaming service. So I mean, I it's been gonna... ten years now that I've been watching it on Netflix. I wonder if they're going to pull the ones that's on Hulu too. Because I think it's like Deep Space Nine is on there. I think on Hulu, probably. Yeah, I heard. I, I heard they were so. going to pull yeah. all of them. That they were just going to all be all live on Paramount Plus. Which, Paramount Plus. Which I mean, that's it's this, you know it's CBS All Access slash Paramount Plus. So it, I, I'm surprised they haven't yet. Actually, since that's like they're you know they're basically doing the same thing that Disney Plus is, but but with Star Trek right. shows. Where they just Disney do some they just do show there. after show after show after show. Yeah. I mean, in that way, where they where they bounce from one to another, and there's always one that's on, like the same thing that Disney Plus does. That's that's what I meant in that way because it's there's always a new Star Trek show on, on Paramount Plus, which I have. I get it regularly just because I watch all the Star Trek shows on there. But I heard that they were going to pull those eventually. So watch it, enjoy it while you can now before it's gone. Yeah, and I just like this is like my comfort food show. I've watched the whole series multiple times. I just threw it back on i'm kind of like skipping around to the episodes i really like the most and and uh whatever that's for whatever reason that's been the my feedback loop this week i've been you know working like usual so i work full-time this week of course but like in my downtime a lot of just stardew and (laughs) watching star trek and listening to all star stuff (laughs) very star i've got my eyes to the stars (laughs) 
uh i'm doing as a lot of other people are i'm doing the dry january thing so january can be pretty boring without a little bit of booze sometimes so i think that's probably been one of the reasons i've been hooked on these games that have these feedback loops because it just kind of distracts me from wanting to party <laughs> we uh we, we we keep getting these fancy whiskey glasses in the mail so it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to <laughs> <laughs> well I'm, i mean i'm two less than two weeks away from getting all the way through it so it's going well january's almost done so yep like what next a week from this monday so, so. you're you're almost there I, that's my excuse for stardew that it's replacing booze this month star booze star booze star do booze all right well what, let's, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about john's stuff and we'll talk about our topics as well so cool let's do that BRB. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
I'm supposed to. Uh, so when Majora's Mask comes, I have to drop anything that I'm doing, like any kind of game that I'm playing. I have to drop it and do straight Majora's Mask. So I beat it. <laughs> you beat it before, right? I've never, I've never beaten it. Oh. I don't like, yeah, I don't like Majora's Mask. Oh no, you're one of those people. I mean, I understand. There's a lot of people that don't like it. it it's my, it's my personal favorite. I, I love Majora's Mask. I think the thing, I think. I don't like it in the fact that it's a bad game because I don't think it's a bad game. I think the thing is I'm used to taking my time in a Zelda game. Oh, yeah. You don't like the rush. Yeah. And that time limit ruins it for me. So but I'm like, I'm going to go into a fresh perspective. I'm going to do I'm going to play the game. I know it's wacky and dark, but I have to folk. You know, I got to focus on like that game and like the time mechanics to just be aware of stuff like if they if they had a mode where you were just able to just do the mask and not worry about time uh <laughs> for it i think i probably would enjoy majora's mask uh the most but that's been my only complaint that i don't like a zelda game with a time limit on yeah. it like that that stresses that stresses me out that just makes me like i can't do this <laughs> i want to explore because i feel like i'm going to miss the miss out on stuff if i'm on a time limit with this game oh sure but i told people that i'm going to play it i'm going to give it a real fair shake and i'm going to play it so i beat it you should uh should try to i think uh I think we're all kind of like that. I know John's was saying the same thing. He wanted to try to beat uh-huh. Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask when it comes out on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to beat that. And Banjo-Kazooie is not there yet. So we might not get a release tonight. Yeah. Unless well, it, probably... it, it could be one of those 2 a.m. things. They've done that before, too, where they where they dropped it at, a, at like, Pacific midnight. Because so. I wonder if there's also... Because I know today's Thursday, so there's like kind of their new re- new eShop releases and everything. So I wonder if that's going to kick in also. Because um, if they do that too, I'll be surprised if they do that too. Like, be like, oh, it's live. Okay, <laughs> let me hop on play. I think Microsoft ran out of money for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. They can't, they can't get that Banjo-Kazooie port done in time. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're back for the break. And uh, John, what you been doing? Well, not a whole lot new, but I will say I had an interesting playthrough on hitman that i was pretty proud of so i was going for one of the challenges in uh sapienza which is a uh italian town seaside town and the challenge was to get the target with a sniper rifle and only use your suit so if you know hitman you're changing outfits all the time to sneak around all that stuff and it's tricky to only use your suit not change any outfits and even trickier was you had to uh, hit the, you had to be in the church tower, which is on one side of the town. And the target is a mile away in a mansion. And so I'm sitting on top of the church tower with the target, with, with, with the sniper rifle. And the target is kind of like moving around and, and goes by a window every so often, but she goes by the window very quickly. And I want to say she's maybe in front of that window for like three seconds. And that's your only opportunity. That you have to hit the target. Um, after about ten minutes of being perched up there waiting and uh, missing each time that she would walk by the window, I decided to get more creative with it. So I restarted the mission, and there's an item that you can use, which is a remote sound device. Basically, if you hit a trigger, it'll make a sound, and then the target will walk toward the sound 
wondering what's going on. And so in order to do this, to use that, that sound device, I had to sneak into the mansion and go up to the top of the mansion and only again, wear the suit. I couldn't change out of the suit. So I had to sneak past all the guards and everything. And it took me a good, probably 45 minutes or something to get in there, get past all the guards, get all the way up to the top floor, get to the exact window that I had to be at and plant the device and then sneak back out and go all the way across town, go up to the top of the church tower hit the remote for the device, attract her to the window, and then take her out with a sniper rifle. Wow. Um, but I did lot. that. I did it all suit only, and it just felt so good. That's something that epitomizes what I like about this game, is that it's it's sort of a game where when you really want to play seriously, you're kind of like in this long-haul moment. Like a good, a serious playthrough will take you about an hour and a half to two hours. If you're not trying to like run around, blow everything up and run and gun and all that stuff. If you want to be sneaky, get a good score. It's about the length of a movie for a serious playthrough. And when you accomplish it, it just feels all the better because there's like, there's tension all throughout. And then you, you, you make your goal and then it's just like a big release. There's a swelling orchestral score as you exit the level. And it just feels so good to hit the target when you've been tense that whole time. So I bet like running yeah, from one thing. I enjoyed enjoy that. Uh, the scariest thing in the video games is a game over. Yeah. <laughs> Depending. Yeah. I mean, on uh unless it's Hades. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I say you just need you just need save anywhere. Like what I've been doing for uh Shadow Man. Great. So that, that was what I did as far as playing games, but I bought something. Now for since I've got the switch, the thing that I've been using to store my cases is the little red cartridges that would come red, little red cases that would come with like your your carrying case something they give you a free little red case you guys know what i'm talking about carrying, but, carrying case for what what do you mean well so like if you, if you want like the standard uh switch carrying case it comes with little cartridges like these oh, okay. that you oh can put. yeah yeah mine mine didn't the ones that i well oh, okay. my, mine has like a little like thing that you put it in like a little little um elastic thing where you where you stick your games yeah, in yeah oh, so you, got can, it. you okay. can line them up yeah like that right there or a little, little nets okay. i guess is more than like elastic little nets little net pockets that you put them in so i bought i, I have the power i think they're called power a whatever whatever the the hard cases the small one and the big one that carries the dock and all that stuff that's kind of the standard one um and it comes with these things but i got a, a couple of these for all the different games and I've gotten enough cartridges to where I'm like, oh, maybe I just want to get one that carries all the different cartridges instead of four cartridges at a time. So I got this. This is from Hori. Oh. And it carries 24 cartridges. Oh, there you go. Nice. And it's got this nice, like, you, know, you open it up and, and they don't just, just like slide fall out. out. Like, yeah, they, they slide kind of nice. You kind of see that. Oh, it's like a, it, it's oh. kind of like a, like a CD wallet, almost kind of. Like a CD right? wallet, yeah. Where it has like a page case. that you put them in, and you can kind of like turn the pages. That's good. Yeah, exactly. And they fit in there really securely. Like you almost have to work to snap them out of there, so you know they're not going to fall out. And it's got a spot on the back for uh, memory cards too, so you can put your little memory cards back there. That's and cool. This was only ten bucks, so I'm pretty happy. Oh, nice. It. That's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know you have a lot of physical cartridges, so. 
hopefully that will help you to switch uh, Super Super Mario Maker 2 out and put uh, Monster Hunter Rise in there more often. So hopefully that will help you do that. <laughs> I, need to, I need about three of them because I got so many Switch physical copy games. <laughs> yeah, this is good. I got this on Amazon. And uh, yeah, ten bucks from Hori if you like it. I have like nine or ten of them because I think I think my Switch case holds like eight games, so I've been trying to keep mm-hmm. it around that eight that eight level. And and since the two of the games that I have are Labo games, I can just take those out, and then it'll have all the eight that I'll actually care about. Even though I don't really I don't really play any physical ones. That's it for me though. Okay. Well, what let's let's jump into that big. I guess the big big news of the week. Which is still, I guess some people are like, what the fuck? I mean, I guess it just kind of came out of nowhere, but Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting, I mean, it was, it, how did, how does everybody feel? Was that a surprise for you? Like, did you expect that coming yeah. or what do you it think? It was a surprise for me. Yeah. IGN posted that they actually wrote about this possibility 10 years ago. And I put that in the links down here. Yeah. Their article from 10 years ago was titled, what if Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard? Yeah, but I, mean, I was going to say Activision and Blizzard weren't, they weren't a joint company then, though, were they? I thought that Blizzard, like, they were no, just 2008 is when, when they joined up. I thought it was recent. I thought it was, I thought we talked about it on our show, like when Activision was, was acquired by Blizzard. No, that's a long time ago now. It had to be, I think, close to the end of the 360 era, era because Blizzard was still doing their, like, World of Warcraft stuff by themselves, mm-hmm. getting out. And Activision, they had a big deal with Microsoft for the Call of Duty games on 360 because all of that didn't switch until PS4 came out. When Activision ended up switching their deals, because even De- when Destiny when Destiny 1 came out, I think it was just regular Activision still at the time. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, July of 2008 with, wow. with Vivendi also. Vivendi games. Oh, really? Hmm. That's what it says. According to Wikipedia, that's what it says. The merger was completed and the company was called Activision Blizzard. So there it is. Crazy to think that Activision was like one of the early, I guess you'd almost call it like an indie company because it split from Atari. It was just people that had developed some of the bigger games on Atari, wanted their own credit to make money off their own games and that's what happened. Yeah. Well, they joined up with Microsoft. Well, I mean... Microsoft engulfed them. I'm thinking of those those games where you're like the blobs that eat the smaller blobs and you keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Catamaran Domacy? Like, yeah, we just saw these gi- <laughs> these two giant blobs came together and one was just cool. Yeah, just reminds you of how small you really are. <laughs> it's like uh, these giant whales companies doing their know, own thing, merging together. I know for me, you know, I, was, helpless. I was shocked when I heard the news, but I didn't feel nothing about this this deal. Like, I was talking to somebody, one of my friends, about the Zenimax buyout. And I kind of felt like that was a power move on Microsoft part. This one just feels like they brought them because they want to fix the company. They wanted to get them in a better light. Because Activision uh, Blizzard has so much money that they wouldn't need seventy billion, close to $70 billion. Like, they don't need to be brought out or anything. Their games weren't failing or anything they were being su- successful as a warcraft starting to peter out it has been lately because of how final fantasy 14 has been doing um that's kind of how people just didn't rant. like the new expansion i guess wasn't that great like a lot yeah. of people weren't super into it so i i kind of er, this is the thing the nintendo crowd pretty much doesn't care at all 
And the reason being is because mm. Activision really doesn't support Nintendo. For whatever no. reason. I don't know why. I've, I've always wondered why. Like, it's Tony Hawk is on the system, and that's what what else? Tony, I, I Tony Hawk, uh, I think Crash Force on it, Spirals on it. Is that Activision? And, I, I guess yeah. it is. I, I, yeah. Didn't, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh... And Diablo Diablo 3 is on Switch. Oh, and, and 2. But, uh, and Diablo 2 oh, as well. Oh, and 2. And yeah. uh, War, I, Warcraft also. Or not Warcraft. Uh, whatever. Whatever the what's the what's the one the 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 Blackthorn. No, the one. Well, yeah, <laughs> Blackthorn's on there too. But, <laughs> but what's what's the other one where you fight each other that that people like where you with the first person shooter Overwatch. That one's on there. too. Overwatch. Okay. But yeah. So there's of, a couple. So all of the, even though those they are games for Activision, all of that stuff came late. Mm. Switch have has been a success for when you see Bethesda selling one million copies of Doom, and they have been reported that same number when it came out on Xbox One and PS4. That tells you something. Everybody was you just see success stories for Switch coming out with all of these companies. So why would you wait until almost halfway through the lifestyle of the Switch to be like, okay, let's support something? even though the games that you put out on the other consoles have been out for months. So it, it kind of felt like Switch was just an afterthought and you guys were going to work on the bigger titles because you feel like you're going to sell more um, with that than you would have you did with Switch. Well, by the time those games came out, you got to compete with not only Nintendo games, you got to compete with other third-party games, other um, indie games. You got to compete with Square Enix, Capcom, like people who are bringing out some hot stuff for Switch. Activision has to compete. And people are just like, well, you are already late to the party. This should have been out when you put this out with everybody else. And so now looking at Microsoft buying Activision, it's a good thing for Microsoft, but no one's really good to me personally no one's really going to care because i'm just like yeah you got all you got all of these titles but is anyone going to be playing crash really on xbox is anyone going to be looking for spiral on xbox don't forget this toy for bob's game spiral games so better on nintendo than any other platform yeah i was gonna say that was the other one that we that we missed that's also on switch is uh yeah spyro was was a published by activision as well but i mean i'm sure there's you know i'm sure there's xbox owners that have nostalgia for early playstation games or mm-hmm. whatever that, that want to play those uh, i don't know i mean it was it was mostly to try to solve all the all the bad per, all the like bad shit that was happening there right like with the with the sexism and all the well, I think bad shit in the company right <laughs> it was like well, i don't know if that was necessarily they're that's dry they're drowning so let's buy them out right that, that's kind of what i was, was thinking, predatory maybe. and op- opportunist yeah correct mm-hmm. And and I know this is this is a business move on Microsoft because of course they now have probably the biggest first person shooters on their platform. You got Halo, you got the Halo series, you got the Doom series, and you got Call of Duty. Okay, and that's Overwatch, great. yeah, and Overwatch, and Overwatch, that's, yeah, that's great. But it's just like I know they're going to be the system to play these first party shooters. Um, the first not first party, the first person shooters, but how long are they going to last? Doom Eternal came and that went. Halo Infinite came and that went. Call of Duty Vanguard it sold, but no one's talking about it. Overwatch has become has become so toxic that people have dropped off from playing that game. So 
you got these big names, and we still don't know about Wolf of Side 3 yet. You got these big names that do okay, but ain't nobody going to really think about or care about them. Yeah, they're going to be on Game Pass, but like that stuff could be on Game Pass. A Metroid yep. Prime 4 had just dropped between all of those other games. More people are going to be playing and talking about Metroid Prime 4 than yep. any other of the first person shooters. And I'm not trying to say that. I hope so. Um, <laughs> Oh, trying to sound elitist or anything, but how much, how much, how many big games that is on Game Pass right now with Microsoft, with them having Zenimax, with them soon uh, having Ubisoft Plus, with EA and stuff? How many of those games compared to how much you see Daddy in Breath of the Wild? Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I think they've purchased a lot of games that are known quantities, but maybe not a lot of games that people are passionate about. Like you touched on that with Metroid Prime. Like people are passionate about Metroid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't really name any Activision series that people are passionate about. Sure, there's mass popular. Some people really like, like Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Some people uh, still like Crash. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, no, there's but, there's like, love for Crash. Call of Duty is probably it. the. You think Activision? You think Call of Duty, right? And yes, there's a lot of players of that game, but you know i think they probably are as passionate about any other first person shooter right it's just kind of like i don't know some people are pretty some people are pretty hardcore about call of duty like like the multiplayer and honestly i thought call of duty was an ea game so i don't even know (laughs) i'm out about this conversation (laughs) i I didn't i didn't even know i mean that's yeah I, i don't even i didn't even know it's an activision game but i've i mean the only call of duty games i played i played like the 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 ds ones yeah oh yeah and i think i think it's just the shock value of it yeah because 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 look at it we were just like we we went from kirby being having a date we got shocked at everything about activision and everybody just having all the discussions and then we get to reveal that uh bedra kazooie's coming out and everybody was trending now is bedra kazooie yeah because everybody fell out from the microsoft stuff because it's just like they only want one thing. They want Bobby Corder kicked out. That's all they would want. <laughs> Other than that, they're having no one said nothing about the games being on being on Microsoft's platform. Well, I read that Bobby Kotick, so this is from Kotaku, he owns how many shares of? He owns 4.3 million, anywhere from 3.9 to 4.3 million shares, according to the article says various independent sources. And this amounts to a value of $408.5 million at the current $95 a share on offer by Microsoft. So maybe that also had something to do with the sale, right? Maybe the Mm -hmm. guy who holds a lot of shares wanted to make $408.5 million and and, and exit from this toxic company that he's now become notorious for for heading. Maybe he's just like, I have enough. I want to get $408 million. See you out of here. Well, the the moment he gets kicked out, he gets his money. His money is anyone going to be talking about? He's going to be you. He's going to be used as an example of bad behavior for the rest of his life. That's it. That's yeah. going to be his whole example. So you can have yeah. all the money in the world, but you are a representation of bad behavior and bad management skills. And Microsoft yeah. doesn't want anything to do with that. You can say well, yes. all this. You can say all the stuff you can about Nintendo, but look, Iwata took a pay cut when the company wasn't doing good, and he did it. And he did that 
that pay cut so that his employees could still be paid and be there at Nintendo. Right. I remember he, he made about $2 million at the time, which if you ask me, I think is a pretty reasonable price for, for a CEO. Like, yeah, that's a amount of money that is reflective of the effort and time it's going to take for you to be the CEO of a major company. I think you deserve $2 million for being a CEO of a big company like that. I don't think I, I can't name anybody who deserves $408 million. Yeah. That's, you know, the stocks that he owned and all that stuff, but he came to own those stocks because he was the CEO of Still right. just the stocks. And yeah. uh, I mean, Bobby Kotick and, and uh, me and uh, Iwata are like different, yeah. different sides of the spectrum here. Well, Iwata like tried to talk to everybody and all, you know, we talked right. about the book and all that, how cool he was mm-hmm. with, with workers. Right. And then just the business practices in Japan are differently different. Not to say like one way well, yeah. or another, it's good or bad, but like. There's not as much of a gap different there. between, between yeah. the, uh, People who own the, it's not capitalism. It's not, a, you know, you don't have the capital and pay the people under you as little as you can and, and all that stuff and try to make the most. It's different. There's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot, uh, the, the gap isn't as big between, between the, uh, the CEOs and the workers. But I people think, also have more oh, loyalty but, to their like companies and stuff. It would seem like, whereas here it kind of would just be like, I hate my job. I'm just going to get another job. Like for a lot of people, once you get into like a major company, you, plan to be there for your whole life pretty much i think the thing with microsoft acquiring this is the thing with microsoft they're doing a lot of acquiring for the western market all the stuff that they're doing with zenimax and oh, Activision sure, yeah. is really for us in america here in america mm. what they what microsoft needs to try and do is try to get the japanese market i, I don't know how Activision <laughs> games. I, I think do they have it. Well, I mean, they've they've tried before. I mean, you remember Blue Dragon? Like that was <laughs> they were really trying well, hard yeah. to get to get it on there. And well, and they also, I'm pretty like uh, Xbox said they wanted to buy they wanted to buy a Japanese company as well. I remember that talking them talking about that trying to, I mean, which would be like you know, I mean, not going to be able to acquire like Square or anything like that. But they wanted to buy a Japanese company in hopes to get some Japanese exclusives that people would care about in Japan. I guess you know, but they. The thing about it is, even if they're trying to uh, buy a Jap, I think even if they try to buy a Japanese company, they're too still focused on the Western market. Just to get their last E three trailer, what has for their last not trailer E uh, three presentations, everything not only is just a regular cutscene, but what has a Japanese aesthetic to any of their games? None of it. None of that. None of that stuff appeals to it. You know, where Nintendo has this worldwide appeal for the Eastern market, the Western market, and for the UK, even Australia. There's something for everybody there on Nintendo. Like, if Nintendo's going to acquire, I think that's why when it comes to Nintendo and they're acquiring somebody, it's who something someone that they work with. They work with Grezzo. They work with Retro. Hopefully, if they, if they buy Mercury Steam, they work with them because all of those companies produce some games. They're not trying to do it as a business move or build up their portfolio. No, we have work with you guys. And so we know how to work with you. And we know that you guys could do a good job because if Nintendo was going to buy somebody, they're going to buy Kobe Tecmo and they're probably buy Konami. They're not going to, no one's going to be touching Square Enix. If Microsoft touches Square Enix, oh, the Japanese market is going to be upset. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I hope I, Mm-mm. that would be, yeah. 
I don't. I don't think that Square that Square wants to be bought. You know, much oh, like no. much like Nintendo didn't want to be bought when uh, when there was when that was going around when people were talking about Microsoft trying to buy Nintendo or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think they want. I don't think they want to be owned. Or at least I hope not. I hope that doesn't lead to them owning everything. You know, it's like hopefully that doesn't get to the point where everybody owns everything. It's like it's like Disney owns enough already. Now that they own <laughs> right. Now that they own well, like, I... Star Wars and. Marvel and all of Fox, with I, which I think people don't understand how much shit they own from Fox. Like yeah. they own like mm-hmm. Alien and and Die Hard and like all these other mm-hmm. fucking crazy things that. But not Alien Two for some reason. No, I thought they owned the whole Alien franchise because of, because of it being under Fox. Because Alien, there's an Alien Marvel comic book now because it's owned by a uh, by Disney. I mean, well, it's it's been out for a while, but it was a Fox property, and they own they own like Buffy and, and the X Files and like uh, all sorts of shit. So they got they got a lot of stuff from uh, from that acquired. Buffy's a Disney princess. Yeah, well, so I mean, so is the alien. <laughs> the, uh-huh. the queen alien is a Disney Xenomorph. princess. Uh-huh. I like I like that I like that version better than the. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> I do want to see what quality that they produce Microsoft and Activision because the thing about it is that's going to be my thing. Now that you got these companies, what is quality product that you're going to produce? Because as good as Psychonauts 2 is, it went dead sided. As Doom Eternal came out, it went dead sided. So I want to know when their games come, a Starfield comes out, even though that's not Activision, if Starfield comes out and then there's dead silence after the week of its release, that's going to be a very big problem. Yeah. I'm wondering. I mean, there's people that are excited about that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, um, they are. And people, was it, is, El, is Elden Ring, isn't that a Bethesda or no? Or no, that's a different thing. That's uh from software. That's oh, that's um, that's from. Isn't there isn't there supposed to be like an Elder Scrolls type thing, or is that Starfield? That's Star. Uh, it's Elder Scrolls Six. Okay, that's supposed to be coming out, but we haven't heard much about it because I think after the act, I think after they bought them, the game just went silent because they've been focused on Starfield. True. Um, with that, so that's going. That's just my thing. Is that you acquire all of these developers? My thing is this. I want to see if you're going to require all of these developers, a lot of your games need to be in the game of the year nomination discussions. If not one of them is there, we have a major problem. I don't care how many, I don't care how many people or studios that you buy. If none of these games are getting high marks that they should be in a game of the year nomination, that's a problem. If I get another, if I got a link between worlds too that came out on Switch and that's doing uh more conversation than any high budget game, that's a problem. Yeah, I don't think um I, I forget where it was, but I thought I read somewhere that they said that just because they owned Activision Blizzard, that wouldn't mean like an exclusivity thing. Like it'll still right. like they'll like they'll still go on like they'll still go on other systems and not just Xbox. So yeah. So it won't really. I mean, even though they don't put that much on Switch, so that won't really affect it. I don't think. No, Nintendo's getting too much good stuff. Square Enix been seeing too much good money come from them and Capcom, so they're gonna be like, "No, that's good, Activision. We good, Activision EA. We good. That don't have to really put anything because we got all of these games that people are buying for sure." Yeah. No, I mean it doesn't really it doesn't really affect me as a Nintendo person. What are you gonna say? The last thing I want to say about this whole deal is I was surprised at the value of Activision. Was I the only one? Like when that's it, they said 68.7, I think it was billion dollars. Like Activision. What? I mean, they've not really had like a new, the big hit game or a new property come up. Like 
I remember when I was looking for um, information when Tony Hawk came out on the Switch, and I was like, I got curious about like, what 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 else has Activision been doing lately. So I went to their website, and they had like like a handful of of series uh, on their website featured. And you would have thought that for a, a company with that uh, history and all that, and that sort of gravitas to it, whatever. Like that, they would have dozens and dozens of active series, and they just they they don't. I mean, seems like they've been concentrating on you know Call of Duty. Um, the, they got Candy Crush, which is big on mobile. You got you know Blizzard with the Overwatch and all that stuff. Like it's just, I was just shocked. Like sixty eight billion, a couple billion, sure. Sixty eight billion dollars, though. You you got to think of all the microtransaction money that they get from that. It's not be- yeah, like true. I said. It's not because of their games. It's their microtransactions. Because trust me, I could put any Call of Duty versus Spec out the Spec out the line, and I bet you more people talk about Spec out the line than they do a Call of Duty. You're getting killed by Fortnite and <laughs> Apex Legends. Mm. So what what are you as Activision really bringing to the table? A Final Fantasy fourteen, a game that had that got trash when it came out to the point that it had to be redone if it's taken over your uh mmo line that's a that's a problem that is truly a problem it's cool that they brought it around it's just a shame that nobody can play it now i guess if you haven't played it yet final fantasy 14 <laughs> from what i heard right because i would it, it makes me kind of want to buy i kind of get it but it's i guess if i wanted to buy it on ps4 i'd have to pay 60 dollars. i don't want to do that but and, and and i wouldn't be able to do it even i guess if it's so backed up but yeah it's a i don't know it's 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 a thing yeah it's they can own they can own all this stuff like you're saying but if uh you know if if the smaller nintendo stuff is still getting all the talk then they can't win against against those big releases which there are some pretty big releases coming out this year as well so for nintendo so Mario Kart 8 is still on the NPD side <laughs> the Richard deal finishes. We yeah. gotta we're gonna have a big discussion about that. But I guess let's talk about what came out this week. Um you already talked about Eternal Radiance, which which came out this week. It's on sale for sixteen ninety nine. I just put it on there because I remember you had feelings about it. But you talked you talked about it <laughs> out about it earlier. I thought it looked okay mm-hmm. from the from the video, but I haven't actually played it. Um RPG Golf Legends comes out on Thursday, which I'm pretty. I'm interested in that one. I think that looks cool. It's on sale for twenty three ninety nine until Thursday. I might just end up getting it just so I can get that sale price because it's twenty nine ninety nine regularly. But it's like a world where golf is outlawed, and it looks like there's some action RPG combat stuff in there too, and it looks fun. I'm I'm a sucker for golf games, so I'll probably end up getting that. There's this game called Company Man, which I actually played the demo for that too. There's a, there's a demo available for that. You get to play through like the first level and the first boss and stuff, and it reminds me a lot of that one level from uh, Earthworm Jim too, where you're like running through the the office, the lawyers, and, the, and there's yeah, the lawyers chasing yeah. you and all that. <laughs> it's kind of a lot like that. It reminds me of that level, except it's a whole game. I mean, it's kind of fun. While I was playing it, I was like. I mean, because I've never really had an office job, you know, and I'm like, is this, uh, is this like a specific, like, 
are people like aiming for this? Like some people, they like know that so many people are so mad at their job that they want to buy this game where they get to run around with a keyboard sword and beat up your boss. You know, like <laughs> I guess there's a there's a demographic for that. Like there's a there's a lot of people playing games that are unhappy with work. I, I'm sure. Yeah. Even though I guess what office jobs people get to work at home now, right? Or at least they did for a while. So maybe it's not as bad. I don't know. So is this in the same genre as Super Table Flip? No, <laughs> I mean Super Table <laughs> Flip is its own genre. I don't think. Uh, I mean, this is more like 2D. But action. it was supposedly made for frustrated office workers. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's just when I was feeling it. When I was playing, I'm just like, wow, this is like, I mean, I feel like this would be great for somebody, I guess, who hates their job and wants to kill their boss. You could do it in this game. But I, but I got a kick out of the keyboard sword. It looks like it's like the Final Fantasy sword, but it's a keyboard, you know, it's like, so they're totally trying to do stuff. And Oh, yeah. I remember the game you talked about now. I thought that looked pretty cool. There's a demo for it. It's like a 20 minute demo or whatever. You could just play around with it. It looks oh. nice. Like the animation's really good. And, and I I played through it. It has it has nice music. I don't see myself getting it, but I but I think it was fun. I think the demo was fun to play. You know, maybe if it goes on sale a lot. But it, it reminds me of like a yeah like a Super Nintendo style destroy the destroy the boss type game. And we talked about Banjo Kazooie, which still hasn't released yet, and of course the Kingdom Hearts stuff that's available. So all that stuff. I mean, Kingdom Hearts isn't available yet, but you can play around with the demo stuff and kind of look at various things that are happening with that. There was a rumor. There's like more Persona rumor stuff, which I saw. Somebody was saying that Persona Four Golden was going to come to Switch. I heard a, uh, I heard Persona Three from other from other companies. So I don't care. I just want to see one of the Personas, as long as it's not one or two. <laughs> I mean, I think three or four would be cool. I don't know, but people keep saying that because there's still like this whole uh, anniversary event happening for for the Persona series. So. It'd be nice to see one of them aside from Strikers, which I never played Strikers, but I know it's you know it's similar to those to those other heroes or warriors games. Yeah, Persona Four Arena Ultimax that has a release date. It's coming out on the seventeenth. Did anybody see the the Did anybody watch the Kirby trailer, the newest Kirby Kirby trailer? I, I did. I I, uh, I thought it looked really good actually. I thought I thought the graphics mm-hmm. looked nice on it. I'm I'm uh I'm more excited about it now that I know that there's a Waddle D town that I can save. That's in there. <laughs> no, I think it looks cool. The more and more I see about that game, the more I'm excited about it. So, and it has a release date now for the 25th, which is great. So, like, uh, like Ed was saying, well, you you have your Metroid March time, but it's already going to be like, a, it's going to be a, a very busy month for March, is what it seems like, especially for Nintendo titles, yes. like between like uh, Triangle Strategy and uh, and Kirby and the uh, and don't forget the Chocobo Racing game comes out on the 10th too. Which I, I posted a trailer of it on Slack. I don't know if you watched it, Jeremy, but uh, Tara is in there from Final Fantasy VI, and her race car is the giant mech thing from Final oh, Fantasy cool. VI, and it looks so cool. Nice. I was ner- Magitek armor. I, I was nerding off about it. Yeah, the Magitek arm- armor is the is the is the car, and she like turns into the into the uh, um, what's it called? The sprite or what is it? The Esper. She turns into the Esper and like flies mm-hmm. around it and. It's really cool, and you, you and you shoot like rockets out of it, like you would like from the game, like as the attack, and that was enough for me to be like, okay, I'm buying this game 100. percent And it also has download play of sorts. You can download like a demo for free online, and you can play your friends online who don't have the game. So if I buy the game, I could play you online, and you could play me online oh, cool. and not own it. So that's pretty cool. I think it works online. That's what they're saying, but that's that's a neat extra thing. But I just seeing a character from Final Fantasy VI on there, I was like, "Yes, I'm in." So that's on the tenth. I'm excited about that. I'll probably be buying that uh, a little bit later on in the month. I am going to get it though. 
in March. Do you do you have a do you have a list for your uh, for your uh, Metroidvania games that you're going to do planned out? Uh, so I have uh, Bloodlines, Bloodlines, no uh, Bloodstain. Sorry about that. Bloodstain. I have yeah. Bloodstain, uh, Super Epic. What else do I have? I just had it on my Switch. Uh, I got about like about like six games on there um on it um i got one call i think it's lunar nights that i have on there and that's it for right now i have iconoclast but i already beat it before um i just haven't beat it on switch i might actually do that i might actually add that game i remember you um, liking that game or at least talking about it before Icon- yeah Iconoclast. maybe it was on here or power block I know it's not a 2D game, but you should add Shadow Man to it because Shadow Man is a Metroidvania game. I forgot to mention that I, earlier. It totally is. I will. It, it is because, you know, you get stuff that helps you get to other parts of the game First, and all that stuff. It's very, I will. It's very much you've got to backtrack and all and all that shit, but it, it's 3D. So I will, I will actually probably pick it up uh, Thursday. Oh, okay. Um, I will end up downloading it because um, I got some eShop cards. Uh, that I got to put on my system, so I'll I'll play with that and download it. Nice. Also, another thing I forgot to mention about Shadow Man, but I did say it on a, a Nintendo Power Block. But I don't know if you remember my wrestler from high school, the or not high school from a college. My my wrestling persona, Legion Jeremy, was actually okay. was actually named after Legion, who is the main villain from Shadow Man. So. Shadow Man had a big influence on me to where I even like created a wrestling persona <laughs> based based off of the villain from Shadow Man, who was also a demon from the Bible and all that stuff. So, and it was also partially inspired by the Stephen King movie Storm of the Century, who also has Legion in it. But, but yeah, it's a that's just to let you know how much of, of an effect Shadow Man had on me in 1999. I made a made a wrestling persona based around uh, the character from the game, and it, and and also he makes a deal with Jack the Ripper. To like create this like wow. evil evil cathedral of death. It's like in the opening cutscene for the game. Like there's all sorts of crazy stuff in that game. It's great. Like I lo- I love the intro. Like and everything looks really cool in the remaster. But uh, John, why don't you take it away with all the uh, Hitman Three Year Two details? Oh yeah. So they had a big uh, reveal, which they they had teased about you know, a couple weeks ago. They were gonna say more about Hitman Three Year Two, and here it is. So it's coming actually starting today um the 20th you'll be able to get it as you listen to this a um, couple of things um not all of this is coming out on the 20th but a lot of it is including the elusive target arcade so remember the elusive targets are the ones where they come around every once in a while and if you try it and you fail that's it you can never try that again so it adds all kinds of tension and stuff they decided that instead of um now, for the, they got a new mode to kind of shake things up. So Elusive Target Arcade is where instead of one target, now you take down several targets, one after the other, without failing, and with new complications added into the mix. And this game, like it's, I, kept, I, I said earlier, I said the word tension earlier. This game is like all about tension and upping the tension and maintaining the tension. And, and that way, when you succeed, you f- you really do feel like I accomplished something. So I'm looking forward to this Elusive Target Arcade for that reason. Um, you can earn rewards that can be used in the rest of the game. And again, these trials are permanent. So, well, they, they will be available whenever you're ready to play them as opposed to what the elusive, usual elusive targets that come around periodically. If you fail the trial uh, this time, you'll have to wait till the next day to give it another go. So it's a little bit different. Like for me, I know there's a couple that I've, that I've um, 
failed and like I, I it comes around once in a while and it's grayed out and it says failed and I can't play it again. So maybe this sounds like another way that you could try it, but you're not getting the credit of you know the official elusive target when it comes around. So it would be nice to be able to actually try some of those ones that I failed at before. For the PC version, they're getting a couple of improvements. One is the entire trilogy is now going to be playable in VR, which now it's only available on PSVR, which I've heard is is okay. It's not that great, but now you can use your high resolution, you know, PC VR headset and jump into Hitman. And they actually improved the throwing. The throwing seems really cool in this. And as someone who's played a fair deal of VR, um, I can say that throwing is not always all that accurate. Like if you if you're throwing if you're picking up an object and you're just you know you're squeezing the button to hold the object and then you throw and release. Some games are better than others as far as that goes, and they figured out a solution. Maybe maybe some other games you know have, have figured this out. I don't I don't know. Maybe they're copying some other game. I don't know. But what they've done is that it mimics your actual. Uh, the way you actually would throw an object, which typically when you're throwing something, you've got one arm forward and the other arm back. And for the VR, now the forward arm is going to be how you aim. So you're pointing at the object that you're going to, that you're going to hit. And then you throw, which is cool. Cause if you played the console version of Hitman, you know, that one of the most satisfying things is throwing things. They, they really got a good feel for uh, locking onto the targets and everything. And I'm excited. They've found a new way to, sort of marry that into VR. Seems really cool. They got ray tracing, a couple other techno jargon things that they mentioned, and it all adds up to basically make the game look good on PC. Um, they've got Hitman Trilogy, which is a repackaging of everything. So um, now you can buy on uh, Steam, Epic, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, all three games in one package, and it's going to be available on the Xbox Game Pass. No price revealed yet on all those. So no excuse for anybody to not play it, right? Who has an Xbox? Exactly. Has the, has the Game Pass. Exactly. The biggest news, I think, of this all was the new mode called Freelancer, which is not going to come out until sometime in spring 2022, vague release date, not to, not tomorrow. Freelancer is a new game mode where you don't get the items served to you as you uh, normally would during the campaign. Uh, instead, you're going to be planning before each mission. And essentially, it's like, as the game is now, you've got you can play through the story mode, and it'll take you like to the level, to the cutscene, to the level, to the cutscene, and all that. It seems like they're trying with Freelancer to sort of fill in the gaps to say like, what is Hitman like? You know, in the off hours, like where does he go? And you get a house, you get a you get a place where you can plan your mission and you know, live your life as a Hitman, or whatever. I don't imagine you'll be sitting around watching TV or anything like that, but it's kind of cool to see what what's he doing when he's not on the missions and how is he preparing for the mission and all that they say that the role-playing part of it is really strong so it's it's also really inspired by uh, roguelike games so you'll have a safe house where you plan and you can visit different parts of the safe house decorate it any way you like take on freelance contracts you find uh, criminal enterprises that are destroying the world you'll choose which one do you want to fight and you'll have a campaign where it's a set of missions that spans across the world so as a player, you imagine going on longer campaigns where you can go to different missions and you can choose the order you want to approach them in. So there's strategical considerations that'll give you a varied experience whenever you play new campaigns. That's the, rog the roguelike aspect. So you're traveling the world pursuing henchmen from place to place until you corner the leader. 
And the last territory is where the leader will be. So you have a choice as to where you want to face the leader in that way. And when you get to the final destination, you don't know who exactly the leader is. You'll have some intelligence that will help you to, to determine that, but you still have to unravel who the leader is. And that seems really exciting to me. It's like bringing the roguelike aspect in Hitman. Yeah. Sounds like almost like a whole other game. And all this will be available yep. through the Switch version that you play, right? Like it, And you, you have to buy all this stuff also, right? You got to purchase some of it. I'm, assu- I'm assuming they've not released price and all that stuff. Um, I mean, they've been, so far they've been on par with every other version of their platform and all that stuff. I'm assuming that's all coming to Switch. I'd be very surprised if it doesn't. And I think it's, it seems like it's sold pretty well on Switch. It's, it seems pretty popular. So I, I'd be surprised if, if this doesn't include Switch, even though they never said Switch. So it's uh seems like a whole new mission. It seems like a whole new game. Like they're adding it into there. I'm assuming it's going to be about 30 bucks, which is what the previous DLC was. I mean, I could tell you, maybe I could tell you right now it's after midnight. Yeah. Does any of this sound interesting to you? I think if it doesn't come to Switch, I think we see it in Nintendo Direct. I think uh, they're going to do a Switch. We might get some exclusive stuff to it. Mm-hmm. Like probably some cosmetics. Like what if you could just like kill people with Link's crossbow or something? Like assassinate them and everything. I, um, That'd be cool. I think Dress up Agent like 47 a... like Mario or something. Yeah, like <laughs> Mario and Luigi are in the game, by the way. They are? <laughs> yeah, I've mentioned it before, but if you go to Sapienza, the level that I mentioned before, uh, underneath the town, they have the sewer, and you're walking around, you see a guy, a plumber in a green suit, and a plumber in a red suit. And you can steal their costumes. Oh, <laughs> so they are in there. <laughs> yep, they're in there. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like more complicated. I mean, and a lot of the stuff that they've released has been like day uh, on the day, right? I mean, because you've gotten all the updates, John. I've has. gotten all the updates, yeah. That's why I, that's why I say like they've been on par with all the other platforms before i'd be so surprised if yeah, it hasn't been later if, if it didn't happen yep and you'll find out when you were just yeah you can find out today yeah when you when you were describing a freelancer i'm like why does this sound so familiar you're like going from place to place around the world uh finding the underlings and getting pointed to where the boss is and i'm like oh wait that's a uh, where in the world is carmen san diego yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's funny. Was she a was she a freelancer? I was gonna say freelancer. That's me. That's what I am. That's all. That's, that's also funny. that's also the class that you start off as in uh, Bravely Default too. You start off as a freelancer before you before you have an actual job or or whatever in that game. It's a you have to you have to grow as a freelancer. Now all the inter- I'll tell you all that I learned about history and geography when I'm done with this game. So, yeah. <laughs> You should be able to like take down. You can take down Xbox or something <laughs> since you're going against like big, big companies or whatever. Oh, and then the last big thing was that later in year two we're getting a new level. I'm really excited about that because these levels are massive. Like it's not just like a, you know, you think you think of a level in another game, you might think of something that oh you play for twenty thirty minutes and then you move on to the next level and all, all that. These levels are huge, and I'm still finding out new things about them. And I've mentioned before that despite all my hours, I'm still about at most 50 maybe 60 percent through any one of the levels at most like they're, they're huge so this new level that we're getting uh, they only showed a preview is like the teaser at the end where you're um they're showing a few shots of what, what looks like a tropical island so there's like mountains and uh trees in the middle of the ocean and I'm excited to see what they do with that. Nice. It'll be like a Hitman Sunshine. Yep. The, the tropical, <laughs> the, the, the tropical locations. 
No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Shark. <laughs> I'm sure we'll definitely be hearing a lot about that because yeah, you said another uh, another 300 hours to uh, to Hitman, so. Yep. It would definitely be more fun for you on that one. Well, I think that's, uh, I guess uh, we can mention that Tetris 99 is having another event this weekend. I play all of those so I can get all of the themes. So I'll be playing that. Tetris 99 and Mario Golf are like the games that I always play whenever they have an event. So I can get that extra skin and that extra theme. So, But they're doing a po- Pokemon Arceus one early, which I thought was interesting, before the game has actually come out. So they were, maybe they were really starving for a new uh, Tetris Maximus where they're it like, been, yeah. let's do yeah. Pokemon before Pokemon's even out. Because most all of these happen like after the game's already been released. So it's kind of weird for them to do a pre one, but maybe they want to like get some excitement going for Arceus and all that. So so there it is. But I'll, I'll jump on there and play that of course at the end. But I think I think that's good. One last thing. One last thing that I wanted to mention, though, because this is just unbelievable. That same arcade that was attacked by the axe-wielding guy was crashed into by an SUV. I don't think we talked about the actual... I mean, I read it, but I don't think we actually talked about it on any of our episodes. But, yeah, like some person... I read the whole thing where, like, yeah, he was in there and got kicked out and then, like, came back and broke a bunch of arcades and then, like, came back with a a gun and, like, all this... Yeah, Mm -hmm. it just, like, kept escalating. But now after that, somebody crashed into it. Maybe two months ago. Not even two months ago, I think. And now uh, it's, this was a stolen SUV that crashed into the front of the CK Barcade. So what bad luck. They if anybody's might, got a few extra bucks or whatever, if they want to give to that. <laughs> they might as well just arcade. close now. <laughs> just just yeah, give up now geez. before something else happens. Well, uh, that's been our episode. And thank you so much for, for being on the show. Um, Ed, would you like to tell everybody where they can find you and where uh, give, us, give us some links for, for what you do or let us know what's happening? Yes, uh, you can check out Boss Rush Network at bossrush.net. Uh, we are a website that talks about video games, snacks, uh, entertainment, and more. Um, I am also host of Nintendo Power Block um, that you guys could check out on YouTube and on Anchor FM and other podcast apps. Uh, you also could check out uh, our Talk the Walk episodes 1v1 and check out our news and banters at boshrush.net. We, um, the editorials, we write, uh, we have a big writer team that produces a lot of news. We just talked about the Activision one, uh, so you guys could come and check out there. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at that retro code. And uh, if you guys go to SoundCloud and type in optional opinion, um, that is my podcast also, um, that you guys will be able to find my one man podcast where I bring up topics that we normally don't talk in the video game industry and the communities. So you guys could check that out. Um, if you do follow me on Twitch, uh, not Twitch on Twitter, um, you'll find all my switch calls, my Xbox, my PSN, and you'll find me on Twitch at the lyrical one also. And now uh, come talk to us on discord for boss rich network. Um, we got a lot of places where you guys could share about your pets. You could talk games with us. Um, check out different podcasts and, you know, nerd out with us and everything. So, yeah. And, and you have a Patreon as well, right? Yes, we do have a Patreon. Uh, you can go to bossrush.net to find out more information about it. We have different tiers, that stuff. And if you guys uh, support us, you get early access to some of our episodes um, before they arrive on our YouTube channel. So, yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Check yeah check check all of that out uh, for sure and uh, if you want to check out more of our stuff uh, you can find us at nintendomainpodcast.com or uh, 
youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast or twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Um, also, uh, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and you can hear our bonus shows. Uh, we just did an episode... We just did an episode about our all the games that we that we hope to get at some point, like our ultimate holy grails, like the most expensive games that we haven't played but would love to play because they're very very expensive or and and like game related stuff as well. It's not it's not just games. We also talked about you know arcade systems and and that and that type of thing. But it was a fun episode. That was our newest. Uh, mm-hmm. A Patreon only episode, which you can hear for just a dollar a month. So check that out. Also, uh, you know, like for five dollars, you can see the video, and uh, there's there's also like merch and stuff. There's a bunch of stuff. Check out the tiers, all that stuff. Also, you get the podcast early and all those all those type of th- types of things. And uh, yeah, and thanks everybody for listening to this episode. And we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. On the and special guest. I'm Eddie V. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. We will see you next week. See you. Bye everybody. week nintendo main gets bought by microsoft oh no <laughs> well, I, I, I thought, oh go, go ahead, ahead. John. oh no go ahead. I, was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say um